Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. I have a return guest on. Her name is Penny L.A. Shepard. She was last on the show August 23rd, 2022, Season 3, Episode 92, where we spoke out on the importance of doing your own research on the deep state and the legal arena. But today we're going to talk about repressed memories and the false memory syndrome. And I was just telling Penny that I really at first never believed in repressed memories until one day it happened to me. <laughs> so I welcome you to the show, Penny. How are you? Yeah, really good. Um, I was just looking that up. So in psychology, false memory syndrome, which is FMS, because we do acronyms on everything, describes a condition in which a person's identity and relationships are affected by false memories, recollections that are factually incorrect, yet strongly believed. Peter, it looks like Freud, but it's not F-R-E-Y, so fried which would mm-hmm. be fried Freud, you know, Freud when he was fried, because Freud mm-hmm. was a cocaine addict, originated the term partly to explain what he said was a false accusation of sexually abuse na- made against him by his daughter, Jennifer Freud or fried mm-hmm. and his false. That's what it was. It was the false memory syndrome foundation. Okay. The FMSF subsequently popularized the concept the principle that individuals can hold false memories and the role that outside influence can play in their formation is widely accepted by scientists. However, FMS or false memory syndrome is not recognized as a psychiatric illness in any medical manuals, including the ICD-10 or the DSM-5. False memory syndrome may be the result of recovered memory therapy, which they're saying that the the therapist could actually, um, using hypnosis, put false memories in you which did not exist which describes a range of therapy methods that are prone to creating confabulations the most influential figure in the genesis of the theory is psychologist elizabeth loftus and i actually know someone who knows elizabeth loftus she's Mm -hmm. still she's uh you know much older but she's still involved in the false memory and recovered memory therapy So uh, the definition of false memory syndrome is a condition in which a person's identity and interpersonal relationships center on a memory of a traumatic experience that is objectively false, but that the person strongly believes occurred. The FMS concept is controversial and the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders does not include it. Paul R. McHugh, a member of the FMSF, stated that the term was not adopted into the fourth version of the manual due to the pertinent committee being headed by believers in recovered memories. Mm. So recovered memories uh, in the McMartin case, they said that the children had false memories and that this was a satanic panic situation is my belief that that was uh, an actual operation that happened. The children were talking about um, the fact that they, that they did something like they played the, um, the naked movie star game. And there Mm -hmm. were indeed tunnels underneath the McMartin, uh, the McMartin center pre preschool center. And um, when I was doing some, I was doing some study on the McMartin case and I also looked at Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. and I I looked at it and I was like wow this character that they developed looks exactly like Mrs. McMartin 
not only exactly, but they're wearing the same face, the same glasses, the same clothing that Mrs. McMartin wore. So when I was thinking about it in regards to the Illuminati, if the children were talking about a naked movie star game, right? Mm -hmm. And it you had movie stars that were dressed, a man dressed as a woman or a woman dressed as a man um, with masks on, the children wouldn't be able to identify them. They would just be able to mm -hmm. say, we played a naked movie star game. And in fact, were they actually being satanically ritually abused by actual movie stars who knew about that daycare center? Were these children being taken through the tunnels? Mm -hmm. Ted Gunderson reported on this, which I mm -hmm. also reported on Ted Gunderson because I find that there are some bad things that I found out about Ted Gunderson. And I'm always willing to research and review and say, this is these are based upon my findings at the present juncture if there's any you know more evidence that refutes what i have found i'm more than happy to re uh reassemble and mm -hmm. retake a look at it but at this juncture i i don't believe that i believe ted was a double agent i believe that he was working in fact with uh michael aquino they the there were uh stories with ed opperman in which he said that uh during the aol days which i don't know if you've got kids watching this or not that don't understand no, no. what AOL was <laughs> but AOL was the was a precursor when we just started getting the internet when the when the actual non-military uh became having access to the internet um AOL was one of those companies that came up that you could actually get online uh with a I don't was it a modem I don't remember but yeah you could, get, <laughs> you could get online and you could communicate with people through text etc this is mm -hmm. the precursor to what we now know as like instant messenger etc mm -hmm. it was something like that so in those AOL days uh Ed Opperman had said that he he knew Gunderson uh who had left the FBI he wanted to be head of the FBI but I don't know what they had on him because he quit and mm -hmm. uh and he didn't go for the FBI, but then he became a PI. This is according to Ed Opperman, who said he knew him. He said he was doing a Lonely Hearts Club thing in which he was couch surfing, staying on the um, living on the couches of various uh, women. One of them was a woman who was in the her child was in the McMartin case. And um, mm. she said that she gave him money to investigate this where he said he you know used his own funds his life savings so if that was true i don't know but i'm just going to give you both sides of it and she said she funded him for uh his mission to look for those tunnels underneath the mcmartin uh preschool is it possible that he actually took place in some of those satanic ceremonies because he uh it is said that he married diane rivley who was the widow she common law wife of Anton LaVey, who wrote the Satanic Bible. And the woman with the McMartin case with the child said that he was talking to Michael Aquino, his friend, on a daily basis. So when you see him in Oprah pretending like he's his enemy, is he in fact running both sides of the equation and he's actually mm -hmm. friends with him? Is it possible also that he's friends with him to get to glean intel? Or is it possible that he's actually friends with him because he is a Satanist? Why would you marry Anton LaVey's widow or you know, why would you do that? And then I have, you know, members of the family that said, well, he thought she was Christian. And I think that's just the most pocky, poppycock thing I've ever heard in my mm -hmm. life. 
There's no way that a woman that uh, was the editor of the Satanic Bible and was eating children and uh, drinking blood, which she said she was eating human flesh. Um, mm. You know, I don't think that I don't foresee that individual coming over to the light side, but that's just me. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. So the false memory syndrome in regards to this particular case makes sense. If you look at the, the interspersing between the military industrial complex and what I term the military industrial entertainment complex, because they're synonymous with one another, one cannot work without the other. The entertainment aspect is uh, espionage, pornography, sexpionage. Um, it provides uh, a whole wide variety of methodologies to disseminate information, satanic messages through um, through films, through uh, theatrical production, through mm -hmm. movies. Uh, and then also it enables people uh, that um, have have garnered the Illuminati steps, have risen up the ladder to uh, continue the perpetration of evil deeds under the guise uh, that they now become the idols, the false idols. Uh, replacing Jesus and God because you're literally idolizing these people and you're mm -hmm. giving them your love, your devotion, mm -hmm. um, your, your finances, you're supporting their endeavors and you don't actually know who these people are. You, what you see is you see people uh, you see a side of them that they present. So an actor will act a part in a movie, but he's not that hero. He is mm -hmm. a, a totally different entity that you do not know. Mm -hmm. um, I did some reports on Johnny Depp regarding that. You know, Johnny Depp's best friend, Marilyn Manson, his daughter's uh, godfather. Um, you know, I believe in that Depp trial with Ever Heard. They're both equally uh, fatuous and, mm -hmm. and equally uh, Hollywood entities. So I don't I don't see either as, you know, if Johnny beat her, which I believe he did. Um, he was, he's been a sought, a drunkard for a very long time and also experimented with, you know, very hard drugs. And I don't see that he's, you know, changed much. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you'd heard about his drug use when he was on trial. So let's go back to the false memory, uh, syndrome thing again. So I believe that the, that when they were, the children were talking about the, uh, the movie star naked movie star game that, uh, is it possible that, if Robin Williams was involved with that and he's involved in Hollywood with a homage to McMartin, what he's saying is that in, if you dispel and you say that these children were all lying, they all had false memories. And this is a precedent case. The McMartin case was a precedent case. If you dispel the truth of what they were trying to say and you just say, well, it's satanic panic and it's just all BS, right? Mm -hmm then that you take that precedent case. If you have a shadow of a doubt in a court case, then you are compelled to, uh, to acquit because mm -hmm. you have a shadow of a doubt. So Mrs. Doubt fire, right mm -hmm. now you have no, you, if you have a doubt, then you have to go with the precedent case, which said that those children were all lying and it was all false memories. That is a precedent case, which was set by the McMartin case. Hence, Mrs. Doubt, if you have a shadow of a doubt, doubt fire. Okay. And fire is, is also representative of Satan. Okay. Hell, flames of hell will hit you. So when these children came forth with their allegations, there's, I don't know if the, if the establishment of the false memory uh, syndrome foundation occurred then 
if that's when they established it. I know now that uh, I think it was in 2021 that um, let me see when it says that they established it. But in uh, 2021, I believe they they are no longer in in uh, in existence. Psychiatric controversy concerning recovered memories and psychiatric and psychiatry confabulation is a memory error defined as a production of fabricated, distorted, or misinterpreted memories about oneself or the world. Now, what if the memories that you actually had under MK Ultra, the memories that you thought, the life that you thought that you had, what if all those are a lie? And then you start recovering memories of what actually did happen, which is what happened to me in my life at 58 mm -hmm. when I had no idea. I'm 64 now. At 58 when I had no idea that I was even MK Ultra or involved mm -hmm in um any of these covert activities as a child because i had my memory wiped over and over and over again and mm -hmm. you know what memories do they put in there they sometimes they don't put any memories in there there are big honking spaces in your in your memory and years mm -hmm. of your life that you can't remember because you were satanically ritually abused you were taken to uh maybe you were drugged with scopamine mm -hmm. um which is a zombie drug or uh, my mom was a nurse, so she for sure knew how to titrate so so that you wouldn't mm -hmm. die. And um, I, you know, looking back mm -hmm. now, trying to piece together some of those years that I was literally missing, um, I'm finding these memories, which I know these memories are real memories of events that actually happen. Now, if you go to a traditional psychiatrist, you will say, no, this is confabulation. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then what psychotherapists do, which I look at the term psychotherapist because I don't trust anybody because I was married to mm -hmm. my, um, my husband who had his MA in psychiatry. He ran his parents' psychi psychiatric office. They were in the business for 38 years. And I, is my belief that they actually, uh, researched and studied under Jolie West, who was an MK ultra, uh, handler. He killed an elephant with LSD. He worked with Sidney uh -huh. Gottlieb and with um, Alan Dulles, who was head of the CIA. And Sidney Gottlieb was like bio warfare. They, they used him to, uh, he was going to create some kind of a biological uh, warfare object, neurological mm -hmm. warfare to like, they called it whacking the beard, killing mm -hmm. uh, Castro or, or even mm -hmm. they, they even entertained, you know, something to make his beard fall out. That would be like a ha ha and it would uh -huh. embarrass him. They're just really sick that way. Yeah. So uh, it's a psychotherapist. And if you look at the word, it's psycho, the rapists tried to reveal repressed memories and mental therapy patients through hypnosis, guided imagery, dream interpretation, narco analysis in the 1980s. So we're, we're going back to the eighties, but I think this, this, actually goes way 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 back to egyptian mm -hmm. times when people started you know hypnotizing uh their slaves they were enslaving people through hypnosis the reasoning was that if abuse couldn't be remembered then it needed to be recovered by a therapist now many people do believe in this my for myself um mm -hmm. because of my interactions with some very evil doctors and therapists who i do not trust the psychiatric uh, community whatsoever. And I do have my mm -hmm. master's degree in education and, uh, psychiatry. Um, mm -hmm. I was predisposed to not do any of this and to try and figure it out on my own, which, you know, if you're a strong enough individual, I feel that you can do that. However, if you are an individual who's multiple personality disorder or severe DID dissociative identity disorder, I don't know what to suggest to you because I am mm -hmm. not 
a, a certified therapist and I'm not going to advise in any capacity. That's not what I do. I just tell mm -hmm. you how I started recovering some of my mess, my memories. The mm -hmm. reasoning was that if abuse couldn't be remembered, then it needed to be recovered by the therapist. This type of therapy became popular in the 1990s. Many victims don't remember their abuse, making mm -hmm. underlying phenomena of trauma-induced amnesia nonetheless legitimate. So, in fact, is there are there women that are coming forth that are now starting to remember, hey, I think I was raped by my father when I was a child. Is that a legitimate uh, facilitation of remembering or is it a confabulation because the person at the very beginning of this who said that her father raped her uh he said it was a his name was peter j fried said that uh, it was a false accusation mm. was it or was it actually was jennifer actually telling the truth mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the you know what that case was um human memory evidence for false memories they go into a whole thing you can just look this up on wiki and i'm not saying believe everything on wiki you know vet it <laughs> as well um so here we're talking about repressed uh memories and elizabeth loftus i think she was uh university of irvine <laughs> and the individual that i know knows her and had tried to talk to her about some of these things she has been used to counter claims of recovered memory in court I don't know if she was one of the people on the McMartin case or not. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I think when I researched her, I found out she was. Mm -hmm. um, and she was a person who refuted recovered memory. She says it's resulted in stricter requirements for the use of recovered memories being used in trials, mm -hmm. as well as greater requirement for corroborating evidence. How can you corroborate evidence that happened when you were a child? Mm -hmm. And you're recovering this memory as an adult. Did you have pictures? No. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's some of the things that they want, you know, that they're trying to get you to, do you have pictures when you were raped? No, I, I didn't have a camera in 1958, you know, mm -hmm. when I was one year old. Um, so, mm -hmm. but they're, they're requiring this in courts of law. In addition, some U S states no longer allow prosecution based on recovery recovered memory testimony a lot of times they say were you hypnotized and if you were hypnotized then that refutes it because then uh they can say in a court of law well you were hypnotized and i think that was the case with uh kathy o'brien in which her her uh her husband he was trained in uh, in some mind control experiments and he didn't want to do that he wanted it to be a, a natural. It took many years of deprogram because she was one of the most severe cases. She said she was sold to Reagan by Michael Aquino. She was brought there to Reagan by Michael Aquino. And then that brings into purview my good friend, Megan Walsh, who when she was two months old was presented to Reagan and, you know, and then look at the duplicity you know many people are like oh reagan was a great president look at the duplicity here because while his wife nancy was saying just say no she was a drug addict mm -hmm. if you don't believe me please research it and look it up so uh you know and they wanted to take her off the drugs but they were afraid she'd die if they took her off of some of these drugs that she was on so while she's being drugged up and saying just say no to the public then mm -hmm. her husband was running iran contra where they were uh, shipping in drugs, copious amounts of drugs, which were murdering Americans by the mm -hmm. by the thousands, and uh, you know doing uh, drugs and weapon deals, and but then Reagan says, "Oh, I didn't know." 
And then we also find out that there were children that were being sex trafficked and sold to the White House. And they were also through the finders um, operation. They were being sold in the embassies. So they're literally like, you know, bank accounts selling selling these kids that they were taking, which were very, uh, you know, well-known. And then we go to Johnny Gosh, uh, mm-hmm. who we don't know if he's still alive or not. And there are allegations that it was Paul Bonacci, Bonacci that said that he actually kidnapped him and then gave him to Michael Aquino, again, brought into the purview. Michael Aquino is brought in um, mm-hmm. to sexually abuse the children, satanically ritually abuse them, and to to train them and probably put demonic entities in them when they're in their disassociative identity state. So mm-hmm. Elizabeth Loftus has been used for counterclaims of recovered memory in court. And uh, so we go into we go into that court purview again, which is what you're talking about on Slam the Gavel, in which we have experts that are offering testimony, which uh, may not necessarily be true, mm-hmm. but they're stating that they're experts in in the fields, and um, and then you'll have a counter expert, which would counter what Elizabeth said. Elizabeth Loftus said. Supporters of recovered memories argue that there is overwhelming evidence that the mind is capable of repressing traumatic memories of child sexual abuse. Whitfield states that the false memory defense is seemingly sophisticated, but most contrived and often erroneous. Is it? Because I'm one of those people that started recovering memories. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you can have anybody come into this conversation and say, well, those are confabulations and they didn't actually happen. And I'm going to say back to them, did you live my life? Mm-hmm. And how are you going mm-hmm. to, to say what actually happened and what didn't? And the fact that I don't have any evidence or pictures uh, does not negate those things that I'm researching and that I'm finding to be true about my life. Well, definitely. Um, as I was telling you earlier, you know, I really didn't believe in this repressed memories. I just thought, you know, they're false accusations they were using in court types of things. And then um, towards the end of my type of court issue, (laughs) I woke up one morning and I sat up in bed and a voice says, the patent don't you remember the patent? And I'm going, oh, you ding dong. Why couldn't you have remembered this four years prior? You know, um, this would have saved me a lot of heartache. So what was coming up and why this happened was we were going into a support conference because he kept coming after me for child support. So what I did was remember this patent. I know that it had gone overseas and I know it had come back. Um, uh, there's a, there's a place down South. Um, oh, I can't think of the company. (laughs) I'll I'll remember it at three in the morning, right? I'll call you up. But, (laughs) but what happened was I called Carnegie library and I talked to the patent lady and she found this patent within 15 minutes, which I was really surprised. Lockheed Martin, that's what I'm thinking, was the company. Anyway, so I, you know, um, 
printed out all these copies on this patent. I sent them to my attorney. And she says, oh, go in there in that support conference. You can handle it. You've, you've been a pro, say you can do this. And it's like, I really wanted her there. You know how you have that gut instinct, you know? And believe me, I, I wouldn't want to pay her the two-hour drive back and forth, but I think it would have been worth it. So when we were talking about child support, I pulled out this patent paperwork and I, well, you know, I kind of threw it on the table and I said, I need to see your 1044, 1099 and your W-2. My attorney wants to see it as well. So he would not provide it. And oh yeah, because I mean, in domestic relations, you really can do whatever you want. You really can. You can lie to them. You can say you were vice president. Then all of a sudden, now you're floor manager type of thing. Okay, so anyway, uh, he refused to give me any of this information. So the conference officer had to get up and talk to her boss, came back down to see me, back to see us. And she said, uh, sir, she's a pro se litigant. She is entitled to this information. To which he curled up in a ball and said, no, no, she'll put it on social media. Like, really? I'm just going to give it to my lawyer. And the thing is, this went on twice. She had to get up twice more to talk to her boss about getting this information, which he did not provide. He just refused to provide it ever. So as it turned out, what he said as soon as I put all that on the table, he had said, she doesn't have to pay child support on the last one, but I want her to pay the arrears faster. So I thought something's up. And that's why we need this information. So meanwhile, it got kind of quiet in there because we're just staring at him. And the conference officer looks at me and says, you know, I know why you got your kids taken away from you. And I looked back at her and I smiled. I said, yeah, through false accusations and lies and legal kidnapping. And then she said, she just sat there staring at me. And I said, "Uh, you do know he is versing me. And she's so stupid. She goes, what does that mean? I said, "Uh, he's versing me. And she goes, oh. So I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, for her to come out with this comment, obviously she's friends with his wife who works in this courthouse. <laughs> so you know, not hard to figure out. But I didn't know what they were going to do with this patent. As it turns out, domestic relations doesn't do anything with it. They don't pursue it. They do nothing. There's no justice. And we don't know what that patent's worth. All I knew was that it's an international patent. And it went overseas and spent a year. And then it came back over to the United States and spent quite some time. <laughs> and it was up for renewal, I believe, last year. So whether they renewed it or not, I don't know how much money it made. So there again, that is a lie by omission. He did not tell domestic relations everything in the very beginning of 2015. I don't know what you do with that. Do you let it go? I guess you have to because there's so much corruption. It is just overwhelming. 
but that's my repressed memory story. Well, that's probably just one of many repressed right. memories that you haven't actually examined. I mean, I'm I'm literally on a quest to find out all of the things that were done to me um, under MK Ultra. That you know, when I found out that I was MK Ultra, I was 58. I mean, I, I, I likened it. I say, you know, I was married to a Van Hooser. I did a Van Rip Van Winkle mm-hmm. for 58 years. And mm-hmm. then I, and then I was declared enemy of the state under James Clapper and then held in a crazy house for another year uh, because of who I am, because of who my family is. And uh, that was 60 years, 60 years a slave. 60 years mm-hmm. uh, that I was under MK Ultra, And then when I start breaking it, when I'm 58, mo- a lot of people break it when they're in their 30s. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. had some very significant handlers. Um, I believe that my first handler is the illegitimate son of Albert Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my I asked my agent, who I found out is my brother from my first husband, um, why he looked like Joseph Mengele, why I look like Irene Schoenbein, who married Mm -hmm. Joseph Mengele, why my brother, my murdered brother, David, who wrote an unpublished book entitled The Whistleblower about Bush, the Vatican and my evil family, why he looked like Rolf, their Mm -hmm. son, that would be Joseph Mengele and Irene Mengele. They had a son named Rolf. And every time I see Mm -hmm. Rolf, I cry. Am I manifesting? Am I making these uh, memories up? I say, no, I say that I'm actually recovering the memories that were taken from me in covert uh, CIA projects um, that I was drugged, electroshocked, chained, Mm. caged, um, erased, raped over and over again. Um, And, you know, it, the, these things are making sense now when I when I look back and I see some of the things that my mother did my sister I call her my sister she's my best friend Susie uh, she uncovered my mother was gay so of course that was a lie until I was 18 then I found out that my mom was gay and that the person that moved in was you know I called her my aunt she was actually my mother's lover and uh, so when I find this out like 30 40 years later I'm researching and I find out that there were these two sisters. I think they were called, I think they might've been called the Orr sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, you know, the Orr, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, they were involved with Michael Aquino and their Illuminati witches, uh, black artists involved in something like, have you ever seen the movie, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? I saw it a long time ago. Right. So it's kind of like this, but it's like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Lesbians under Michael Aquino who were... Uh, reading uh, from the book of shadows and the book of the dead and Mm -hmm. hypnotizing and uh, doing necromancy and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, satanic worship. And if you think that that satanic worship couldn't be done in that without you knowing that you would remember these, that whole premise of it is under a hypnotic state. And then they carry that hypnotic state throughout your life. And some are so traumatized that they become multiple personality disorder or they mm-hmm. become severe disassociative identity disorder. One is akin to the other. I don't know if there's a fine dividing line between the two or if they took the DID and made it uh, MPD or if they took the MPD and made it DID. Okay. Um, you know, I'd have to go into the 
severity of both of the conditions, because I also believe that the uh, diagnostic statistical manual for mental mm-hmm. health was fabricated mm-hmm. because uh, Donald Ewan Cameron, who was head of the World Psychological Association, was breaking minds under MK Ultra, ruining lives at the Allen Memorial Institute, head of the World Psychological Association, working with the APA, the ADA, the AMA, um, breaking minds, and then creating drugs to cre- to fix a malady that he created and calling it schizophrenia. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people do not have much respect for the psych- psychiatric society at all um the reason is why because and i'm not saying that there aren't some very good people i know cisco wheeler mm-hmm. had said that without the help of a therapist she would have never been able to sort her life out and to get things um you know to get the help that she needed on my instance you know kathy o'brien said she had a had a wonderful husband who initially when i started researching i thought he was a disinfo agent. He was a handler. He was just going to, he was just using or whatever. Now I don't believe that anymore. I've spoken with Kathy. I fell in love with her. She's a wonderful, wonderful, loving human being considering everything that she went through. She mm-hmm. said that her husband was the love of her life and that he saved her. And so when, when you see that, you know, there are good people out there. Mm-hmm. There are people that, yes, was he a handler? Yes. But did he handle her in the proper way to help her break from break free from the enslavement she was in and help her deprogram herself? Yes. And, you know, and then they they wrote several books together to enlighten a nation in which she's still referred to as a conspiracy theorist. And that is incorrect. She's telling the truth of her life. And she has affected millions of people and helped millions of people who were unaware that there was such a thing called MK Ultra, which existed. And there are also many very close-minded individuals who still believe that in the church committee's results in which they said that MK Ultra stopped. The church committee, by the way, was established by the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers to quash what the covert actions were of the deep state. And when I say deep state, I mean the the state that is underneath our actual government. So there are two ruling governments, one that we actually see, which is in the White House, and another which is actually ruling over those who are the elected officials or pre-selected officials that are, are governing the mental or governing the mental capacity, uh, MK altering the mental capacity of their subjects, which are you and I. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's scary. I mean, that's it is. But you know, when when you start going down a road of rabbit holes, mm-hmm. and you realize I'm going to be digging my way to China, but hey, is China actually running the White House? Mm-hmm. is the ccp mm-hmm. running the white house when you start going down one rabbit hole it's going to take you to many many levels you're going to question everything you're going to question the religions you're going to question governments you're going to mm-hmm. be requ- you're going to question the vatican there mm-hmm. are people that actually believe that the vatican is good entity and that uh, the pope is the representation of jesus christ on this planet and i 
will hard wholeheartedly refute that to my dying day that the vatican is satanic and they are not the representative of jesus christ on this earth as a matter of fact you don't you know it's my belief you don't need to go to a church to talk to god he's not in a building of brick and mortar you talk to him on a daily ongoing basis and you know i've been talking to god since i was a child and he has saved my you know my bacon so to speak a million mm -hmm times i've mm -hmm. died i've been tortured i've been raped um i've been enslaved i knew when i was a child i was a slave so you know how does a child know that they're a slave because they're using me under mk ultra and then when i start looking at all of the things that happen and some of the things that i can remember when you it's like when you recover one memory why false memory syndrome is so um important to uh, making sure that you don't recover your memories is when you recover one memory, then another comes and then another and mm -hmm. another, and you're able to actually start unraveling a past that has been hidden from you. There's an individual who's a super soldier who I believe is still in a UK prison. I'm not sure, but that was the last that I heard. His name is James Cosbolt. James Cosbolt, C-A-S-B-O-L-T, wrote a book. It's a free PDF. It's called Agent Buried Alive. In there, he talks about how he was uh, used in Project Mannequin. So he was born in 1976. I graduated high school from 1976. These projects are global. They're all over the world. My project was called Project Genesis. The subproject was called Eve, which is a cloning project, which goes back to the boys from Brazil, and, which is real. And I believe that there weren't just 20,000 babies that were made for the Reich. Those are on Lieberholden, which is, there's a book about that. I believe that they have made millions of babies and made genetic, uh, created genetic chimeras and anomalies and uh, have created what would be called um, exental transplantation, which is a transplantation of genetic materials from one species to another. And that, if you look up exental transplantation, you will see something like uh, the pig heart goes into the human. But the advanced technology that we're speaking about is so advanced that they are making, they're literally uh, doing what would be called recombinant DNA and they're recombining DNA, which a normal scientist would say, we don't have that capability. However, advanced technology that we have and even kevin ship had spoken about it he said uh he he believed that there were two constitutions he wasn't sure that this one constitution that we're aware of is even in operation that there are i've written a chapter on it that there are the secret government which uh the deep state is a mechanism of the secret government and who in fact is running the secret government is another subject for another day in which mm -hmm. um the the people that I know believe that that secret government is actually run by uh, an alien faction, which would mean extraterrestrial is extra Terra. Terra is Earth. So be extra to Earth, maybe not indigenous to this planet. And then we have the uh, the actual uh, hybrids, which have been created through uh, genetic experimentation in deep underground military bases, a.k.a. DUMS. Mm -hmm. um, and now let's go back to our original topic, which is regressed memory. So once you start regaining some of these memories, you become a targeted individual. And then you have your MK Ultra doctors, which are in every hospital and university, which will refute what you're saying. But they know what you're talking about is true. They know that there is a secret government. Many of them are part of it. And there are others that absolutely don't know. 
It's like working for the mm. CIA. Kevin Chip worked for the CIA counterterrorism, and uh, he believed in everything he, he was doing. He's a patriot. But then at one point, they realized the CIA was trying to kill him, and he became a whistleblower. He was trying to kill him and his wife, put him in a house with black mold. They love killing you with black mold or with car accidents or uh, with cancer, which can be injected into you. So that it looks like it's a natural death and mm-hmm. the other the other thing that they like are the suicides which are not in fact suicides it's someone killing you if you watch red it's a, a movie um and the red designation is about this guy who was a very good man he worked for the cia he's played by bruce willis and um when he retires from the cia they mark they stamp his folder red which means retired extremely dangerous because of not just his uh his knowledge of black ops and defense tactics and survival tactics, but also his knowledge of uh, what the government is actually doing. Mm-hmm. And so that in, in that movie uh, they show you uh, one of the men who's uh, con- contracted to kill him and he is planting DNA. Mm-hmm. So when they're asking you to take your DNA or they're taking your children's DNA, um, and they're they're actually storing it somewhere. Um, then he's planting DNA. He's talking to his wife on the phone saying, did you want 2% milk or, you know, and he's planting evidence because they plant evidence. They fabricate crime scenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's a guy who is very wealthy and he's got these wristbands on him, which are uh, Velcro. So they don't leave any marks. And he's got them. Uh, you know to hang himself from the ceiling he's on a chair and the guy says to him do you know who i am i have money i have money i can help you he says i know who you are he kicks a chair out from under him the guy allegedly he's gonna commit he's committing suicide right and then mm-hmm. he takes the little restraints off of him so there's nothing no markings on it and all the evidence is planted if you don't think that's true i think you actually need to research a little bit more because i say the cia leaves no footprints or dna evidence at the crime scene but yours, which they planted. Well, you know, that goes back to when we were talking earlier. Um, look what happened to Gary Webb. He was exposing all of this drugs coming in and out of the country. And they kind of swept it under the rug and lost his job. He lost everything. And then they said that, you know, he had committed suicide seven years to the day that he left his first job or was fired yeah. from his first he job. was he was killed and yeah. i believe wasn't yeah. uh wasn't gary webb outing iran contra yes yes and uh as we know now iran contra was real mm-hmm. but yet you know the government will refute anything that you say that you know the whistleblowers that are coming forth i'm on a, a show it's called dark outpost with my very good friend who I call my brother, David Zublick. And uh, that is what we both have dedicated our lives to doing is to uh, showcasing people that have stories that are whistleblowers. If you need to get in touch with me for any reason, I'm just going to put this out here. My, um, You can contact me at my name, Penny, P-E-N-N-Y, um, not Peggy. <laughs> As one guest called me Peggy like 1,500 times. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and then and then another one called me pauline i'm like seriously (laughs) my name's right there can you not see it is it like mirrored or something but um so if you want to get in touch with me it's penny 
at darkoutpost.com. And then I take phone calls from people all over the world, but I will not take your call unless you text my phone because I'm severely targeted. I have hits out on my life and I won't take calls from anybody that I don't know. People are like, why? That's why. So mm-hmm. if you have anything that you'd like to say to me, you have memories that you're starting to recover, you're you're like, hey, am I MK Ultra? Because pretty much the whole world is MK Ultra, but there are severity uh, in programs that mm-hmm. go above the television and the Mockingbird media. Um, if you have, you know, if you're a targeted individual, you want verification that uh, direct energy weapons exist, that you're being targeted by maybe 5G, that you're being targeted by your DNA, that you or that you're a heavy researcher and you're like, hey, Benny, you know, I got some stuff that I want to <laughs> I want to tell you. Text my phone and my phone number is 619 nine seven seven one say who you are don't just text and say hi because i will block your ass okay Mm -hmm. say who you are and uh if you have any information for me tell me what the information is you know if you're looking for uh for help i i do not offer i have no means no financial means to help anybody i give you emotional support and then i also will give you pointers to uh research but I will not do your research for you. I'm an extremely busy individual. I will help you uh, to try and uh, point you to different avenues to complete your research. But your research, I didn't live your life. I can't do the research on your life. You lived your life. You need to recover your memories. I can just give you a methodology in which to do so. Again, I will say I'm not a lawyer. I am not um, a psychotherapist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just an average person who is a researcher who has a master's in education, and a minor in psychology, but I am a darn good researcher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I can help you get some answers to some of the questions. So if some of these, you know, regressed memories are coming back, uh, I I don't advocate using uh, psychiatrists or psychotherapists. I'm just saying for me, that's my preference. Some people have mm-hmm. had success in that manner. I'm not saying to do it or not to do it. I'm just saying my preference is I believe that it can be done if you if you're integrated enough that it can be done through your own research. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I put it incumbent upon you. There are many people that come to me. They're homeless. They, they don't have medical insurance. They're not going to go see a a psychotherapist Mm-mm. or they're not going to go see a psychic or uh you know somebody that's that's going to hypnotize them or, or regress them my personal predilection is do not undergo hypnosis that's right. just me you know because in fact they mm-hmm. can plant memories in you and the mk ultra doctors are triggering patients to go out and kill people and they also, there's a, a Omega protocol in which when you start recovering some of these memories, you become suicidal if you have DID, dissociative identity disorder, or multiple personality disorder. One personality does not want the personalities to be integrated, so it will become suicidal and it will activate an Omega protocol, which is a suicidal ideations and suicidal uh, thoughts to take your life. The mm-hmm. other aspect of that is that you may, if you are a trained MK Ultra assassin, kill your therapist. I'm just giving you that warning uh, mm-hmm. ahead of time. Uh, you know, just be aware of that that is an actual 
protocol. So those that, that are like, wow, I think I was used in a, in uh not just SRA, but I think I was like the government actually used me as an agent. And when I say I'm an agent, I go by agent X11. So when I say I'm an agent, what I'm actually saying is I was never hired by the FBI. I never drew a paycheck from the CIA. Mm -hmm. However, they use me, the deep state used me as a covert asset. And they mm -hmm. also call assets agents sometimes. And also I am, unfortunately, I'm not getting any money for this. I am the real 11 that's depicted in Netflix Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, I have some, thing, uh, some things that I've written about it and I'm going to continue writing about it. The more that I can, you know, can show you the thousand threads that say, oh yeah, for sure, you know, that's you. I was married to Dr. Zenos. His name means stranger, okay? Um, I had a band named Stranger because mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm a singer. Um, they mm -hmm. called him Dr. X. Now he wasn't a PhD, but they called him Dr. X, right? I was literally mm -hmm. married to Dr. X. Now it's literally Mrs. Stranger. And then I was born August 11th. Um, my middle initial is L. They call her L. My name is Penny. And Penny in Greek actually means Madonna. But the AKA for Penny, which is short for Penelope, is L. E-L-L-E. -L -E. Uh, the character's name is actually Jane Ives, as in Jane Doe from Ives. And I was raised in Ives Estates mm -hmm. for 17 years. I went to Mady Ives Elementary School. I lived off Ives Dairy Road in North Miami Beach off the 95. Mm -hmm. um, the character is played by Millie Bobby Brown. My mother's name was Millie. My grandmother's name was Millie. Um, I found out I have a brother named Bobby and Brown is German for Braun, which is mm -hmm. even Braun married Hitler. So I found out my mother was actually a Hitler baby. Hmm. These are just some of the things. So I have a, I have a, uh, a chapter. It's called the green mind script in which an individual from Canada said, I know that you're that you're 11 from stranger things. I'd like to do some documentary, short documentary videos for six minutes. And I'm like, I cannot tell my story. <laughs> in mm -hmm. six minutes i could try but you know I, nobody is that no. good okay because no. the threads are so i'm still picking them out somebody mm -hmm. said today on dave's show yes you know you should have a show where penny talks about her life and tells everything about it in one show and an hour or whatever and i'm like okay number one i'm still recovering memories and mm -hmm. um and they're still running the series right and mm -hmm. So it's complex. It's very drawn out. And I also tell you, when you start this journey, this is a lifelong journey. It is not something you're like, okay, already I spent five hours on it. I'm done. No. Mm -hmm. If you really want to know and find out about, this is like a daily thing where you wake up in the morning and you start doing some research. You, if you, if you go to work, you do your work, you come home, you research. And then when you start finding out, I don't watch television, but I do use movies for research and for memory retention, because as I've said before, we are like computers. So we store things in images. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching a motion picture, which is pictures moving, you're going to see, start seeing pictures. Those pictures will elicit memories and even mm -hmm. dialogue in these uh, pictures will elicit a memory. Code words will elicit memories. You start and you stop these things. I tell everybody, watch these movies with the captions on. Start and stop them. Take mm -hmm. pictures, 
write, start writing notes, Mm -hmm. you know, what illicit was in your mind. Um, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. So when I, I left my husband in 2015, but I asked God reveal myself to me. That is a very Mm -hmm. potent prayer. And God answers prayers. He says, knock and you shall find. Seek and you shall find, right? Mm-hmm. Knock on that door. Ask the questions. Talk to God. Challenge God because there is no challenge too big for God. And he mm-hmm. will give you those answers. He will give you those answers. If you get lost, look up at the street sign and see what it's saying. You know, what are your thoughts at that time? Is he answering you? Mm-hmm. Because he answers us in many ways. He answers us with a voice. And when you know that voice, you know that it's him. And when we're talking about this off camera, if if God is telling you, go kill somebody or go do something evil, that is not God. That would be a satanic mm-hmm. faction or a satanic voice that is giving you this information. God, mm-hmm. the creator, is a loving God who is a creator, not a destructor. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to, he's not going to, and he's also not going to lie to you. So if the answer that you get is a lie, that's not God. Mm Because God is a God of truth and justice and righteousness. So when I pray, I pray to that God asking Mm -hmm. for truth. And I've talked to that God since I was a child, since I was a baby. You know, in the Mm -hmm. Bible, it says he knew you uh, when you were knit in your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to this entity you know, and, and there's pastors that want to usurp that role of God as well. They want to say, no, listen to me. This is what God's saying. Really? Because, you know, when I was in my mom's womb and he was talking to me, I there was no pastors there saying, hey, read this passage from the Bible because I know what it means and you don't. Mm-hmm. Count on your own relationship with God. Count mm-hmm. on that. It's God is not in a building of brick and mortar. He's here mm-hmm. constantly on a 24-hour basis. If you need to speak with God, you know, I I tell a story how uh, I was with my agent and I was in a bathtub. I didn't know that he was my brother at the time. I was having an affair with him. Found out 30 years later, that was my brother and I pretty much lost it. But I asked Mm God, um, reveal John to me, okay? That Mm -hmm. was like 30 years before my my other thing. I say, Reveal John to me. And the phone rang. Yes, there was a phone in the bathroom. And it was like in the 90s. So I was shocked because mm-hmm. I had never gotten a phone call in the bathroom before. Mm-hmm. And uh, the phone rang and I was like, okay, you know, when the phone rings in the bathroom in the 90s, you're going to answer it. Because you're like, mm-hmm. who? even if it's just room service or whatever, you're going to answer it because now you're curious. Well, I answered it. After I asked God, reveal John to me, it was John. And I said, mm-hmm. wow, I was just talking to God about you. I didn't know I had an 800 number. Guess what? We all have an 800 number. Use mm-hmm. it. Use it tonight. Use it right now. Test it. Ask for answers. Ask God. If you have questions right now in your life about the events that happened, say, God, reveal myself to me. That means reveal my past with no fear. Reveal my present with no fear. The answers will come, but the answers are going to require you to do research and you will be guided to that research. And you will have people that come into your life because God talks to us through people that will actually say, hey, look at this or look at this. The research, again, is a comment upon you, but make that first step. Make that connection 
if you don't believe in God, but you believe in a source of mm-hmm. truth and justice and righteousness, talk to that source of truth and justice and righteousness. If you want answers from the converse, from the, the God of darkness, the government of darkness or uh, the, the evil ones, which is devil, the mm-hmm. of the evil ones, Dame in Spanish means of the, of or from the evil ones, mm-hmm. you'll get answers from that, from the dark side too. So make a choice. Which side are you mm-hmm. on? Are you, you want to be on the dark side and get, become rich and famous, which will require you eventually to make some real sacrifices. And we're talking about satanic sacrifices mm-hmm. or are you on the side of justice, truth, and righteousness? And, you know, my guy in the pocket has always been Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I haven't used any other name. Not saying that there aren't any other names. That's the name I've used. That's the name that's worked my entire life. That's the name I've used to rebuke demonic entities, which do exist. You know, somebody on Facebook the other day said, I don't believe in demons. I was like, wow, oh. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't believe in them, but they believe in you uh-huh. and they will indwell in you and they will. And don't believe in witches. Don't believe in vampires, you know, but they're real. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is full of vampires. What do, what do vampires do? They drink blood. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my spiel for this evening. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and, and like when you're talking about Jesus, I mean, I wasn't even, had never even remembered that patent. It took me waking up and I really do believe Jesus was saying, hey, the patent, hello. And that really saved me in some way. It was maybe four years too late, but still better but late. Is it ever, is it ever really too late? No. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a saying that says, my God is not in a hurry, but he's never late. Right. He's right on time. Mm -hmm. And had I, what, you know, people are like, well, why, why did you go through all that torture? Who is the God Mm -hmm. of this world? It would be the satanic factions or Draco reptilians, which are possibly with the grays controlling the earth, which that's a whole nother story. But, um, you know, when, who's to say what timing is right why did i go through those things so mm-hmm. i can be here right now telling you there is hope there mm-hmm. is uh there is a way there is recovery and then when you start recovering your own memories which many uh in the psychiatric field will say there there are false memories when you start recovering these and you start recovering yourself and then you start speaking out you will get targeted the truth is expensive but nobody wants to to pay for the truth. They want to pay for lies. And they drink it like mm-hmm. sand. But if mm-hmm. you if you the reason why we go through this life is we're witnesses, and uh, the whistleblowers are the ones trying to tell you research. Open your eyes, and and see, you know, mm-hmm. see see with new eyes, and go back and see all the lies that you've been told throughout history. Open your eyes and see. When I asked God, what should I call my company? When I had an uh, an orchestra leader ask me to be his agent, he said, call it Shepherd Entertainment Endeavors. And I was like, oh, I like that. The acronym mm-hmm. is C. God That's does really things cool. for a reason, which we don't know what that reason is. You won't know. So I've always been, I've always done what he told me to do mm-hmm. because I knew his voice. 
And we all have journeys and everyone's journey is different. My mission, not your mission. Hopefully the grand scheme of the mission is for uh, the benefit of mankind and enlightenment. Mm -hmm. That is the, that is the mission. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. I'd like to have you come back on the show. (laughs) Definitely. You know, my, my evenings are, are good because I'm working now. The show we're doing uh, Monday through Friday on Rumble. It's called Dark Outpost, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And then we're picking up pre-records on Saturday. So if you think you might want to even be on the show, you have some information to uh, disclose, please contact me. Again, my number, text my number. I won't answer unless you're in my contacts. is 619-779-9771. Excellent. Hey, uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petri, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here in the future with Penny L.A. Shepard and other exciting guests in the future. Thank you, Penny. Thank you very much for having me. Definitely. Definitely.